Kate Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, and this is the start of our brand new series two. You're listening to episode one. In the show, we like to visit the places of your Irish ancestors and bring their stories to life. Before we start, do remember any resources or references that we mention in this episode, they can be found in the show notes at aletterfromireland.com forward slash 201. Have you ever attended or even hosted a Burns Night Supper? A good friend of mine who lives in England is organising a Burns Night as a charity event for friends at her local community hall. If I live close by, I'd be first in line for tickets. Perhaps some of you are wondering, what or who is Burns? Well, Robbie Burns is Scotland's national poet and today we're going to look at Robbie and how he captured not only the hearts of Scotland, but many Irish hearts too. Do you wonder how he came to have his own special Burns Night named after him? And not forgetting, a big part of the celebration on Burns Night is the food and getting out the neeps, tatties and haggis with a wee dram or two. These are essential components of the Burns Feast. What are neeps, tatties and haggis, some of you might like to know? Well, neeps are turnips. Tatties, as you might have guessed, are potatoes. And the piece de resistance of the meal is the haggis. Now, haggis is not for the faint-hearted, so you're warned. Haggis is a type of pudding made from liver, heart and lungs of a sheep. This is all mixed with oatmeal, onion and spices. And then the mixture is packed into a sheep's stomach, which is then stitched up and boiled for three hours. And there you have it, a classic Scottish dish, a culinary masterpiece. Have you ever tasted that haggis? Well, Mike and I have a wonderful butcher here in Cork, Simon O'Flynn, and he presented us with a haggis last year so that we would have the full experience, so to speak. And I must admit, despite my initial reservations, it was surprisingly tasty. And I'm sure you're all familiar with the little drink of fine Scots whiskey, or we dram, as the Scots say. I still remember that peaty taste of bog and a fine whiskey that I tasted in Scotland for the first time many years ago. So, would you like to hear more about Robbie Burns? Well, today's letter is called A Journey from Ireland to Scotland. Let me begin our letter remembering that this coming week sees two celebrations that are close to the hearts of many of our readers on the letter from Ireland. Australia Day on January 26th and Burns Night on the 25th. So I wish all of our Australian readers best wishes for the week. But now let's look at a country very close to Ireland and one that shares much of our ancestry and heritage. It is, of course, Scotland. 
Many of our readers have mixed Irish and Scottish ancestry. Maybe you do. Do let me know if it applies to you. Some more of our readers have surnames and they can't quite figure out, is my surname Irish or is my surname Scottish? So I thought it would be appropriate to talk a little more about this overlap between Ireland and Scotland, as we'll see the anniversary of the birth of Robert Burns. Maybe you celebrate Burns Night in your house or community getting out those neeps, tatties and haggis with a wee dram or two. So let's go on now and we'll start a short journey together from Cork to Edinburgh. Good God almighty man, what time is it at all? That was my reaction on being woken up at four in the morning. We had a long day ahead of us driving from Cork to Edinburgh but the key thing was making the Belfast Ferry by noon. While Ireland might be a land of winding lanes and green fields, these days you can also drive from down south here in Cork right up north to Belfast without encountering one single traffic light. Maybe you have taken this trip in the past. So off we headed at that ungodly hour and we made the ferry in good time Relax then while crossing from Belfast to Stranraer in Scotland. Now this ferry joins two places that have seen much toing and froing of our shared people down through the centuries. It's a place where Ireland and Scotland are practically touching. In fact, they were touching or united as the kingdom of the Dal Rieda across this short sea stretch, but that was many centuries ago. And around that time, the Romans gave the Irish the Latin name of Scoti, spelt S-C-O-T-T-I. And this name worked its way into the modern name of Scotland. Driving up along the beautiful coast road in Ayrshire on towards Glasgow, we saw a sign that attracted our attention. It was a sign for the town of Alloway, where... Robbie Burns was born in 1759. He came from a tenant farming family, but like many poor Scottish families at that time, there was an equal emphasis on hard work and education. So while Robbie might have been the main labourer on his father's farm, by the age of 15, he was developing an ability with language especially with the Scots dialect that many of his peers used in their day-to-day living. Now, it might be a stereotype for romantic poets, but Robbie seems to have attracted the attention of many young ladies, and he formed a number of admiring relationships. His first major work, called Poems, chiefly in the Scottish dialect, was published in 1786. And over the remaining 10 years of his life, he went on to publish a number of poems, lyrics and songs, many of which have worked their way into our collective consciousness. Maybe you have sang one of them, O Lang Syne. That was one of Robbie's works. So anyway, back on the road, we drove along, skirting around Glasgow and made it to Edinburgh for 4pm, giving us a total journey time of 12 hours. This included the ferry crossing and a few stops along the way. I might add, we were also now fully awake at this stage for what was going to be a lovely visit. 
Poor old Robbie Burns died at the young age of 37. He had a heart condition. Now, that's poets for you. And it finally gave out after a routine tooth extraction. In 1801, a number of young men held the first memorial supper for their friend, Robbie, around the time of his birthday. And so began Burns Night. And this tradition has caught on across many parts of the world today. One of my favourites of Burns' poems is called A Fond Kiss. And this has been set to music and maybe you know it or have heard of it. It's all about a final farewell and a love that cannot be. And the lines include a fond kiss and then we sever a farewell alas forever. Deep in heart wrung tears I pledge thee warring sighs and groans I'll wage thee. Who shall say that fortune grieves him while the star of hope she leaves him. May a cheerful twinkle lights me dark despair around be nights me. The poem might be written in the local dialect, but doesn't it speak a universal language? That seems to have been the attraction of Robbie Burns. He spoke the language of the fields and villages, but somehow he managed to capture those complex feelings and connections that we have always valued between each other. Perhaps I'll suggest at the end of the letter today that you go and hear that wonderful song. Why don't you check out Karen Matheson from Ayrshire in Scotland and our own Paul Brady from County Tyrone in Ireland, uniting the countries with a beautiful version of A Fond Kiss. You can find the link in the show notes at aletterfromireland.com forward slash 201. Up next on our show is our surname of the week. Each week on the Letter from Ireland show, we'll take a look at some surnames and in our surname slot for this week, why don't we have a look at the surname Burns or variations like Burn or O'Burn. Now, who better to ask than Mike Collins? So I'm going to ask Mike to come in and to give us some help with these surnames. So over to you, Mike. All right, Corinna. Thanks very much for that. Um, yeah, Burns, it's a really interesting surname because you know, it kind of underpins an awful lot of the common things that you find across surnames in Ireland and the sorts of things that kind of make them actually quite complicated and difficult to pin down. So let me explain. So first of all, we're talking here about Robbie Burns. So he, of course, is from a place called Ayrshire in the uh, west coast of Scotland, more or less southwest of the city of Glasgow. And in fact, the surname Burns comes from that area in the first place. So there's a place called Burnhouse which gives the actual surname Burns, and that's, uh, as I said, just in the north of Ayrshire. Now, Ayrshire is on the west coast of Scotland, and its location is quite close to Ulster as well, so in other words, the north of Ireland. So, especially from the 1600s, a lot of people with that surname would have worked their way over into Ulster and become settlers. So you find Burns, with the spelling B-U-R-N-S, in quite high numbers across Ulster, and the majority, not all, but the majority of those people would have been folks that actually came as uh, planters, if you like, from Scotland, from mostly the 1600s onwards. But it gets a little bit more complicated than that when you go down south, because you also find the surname Burns, B-U-R-N-S, down further south on the island of Ireland. And in a lot of cases, it stands in for a local Gaelic-Irish surname. So by far, 
The most uh, numerous would be the actual surname O'Byrne, that's B-Y-R-N-E, which you'll find uh, in Leinster on the east coast around Wicklow. And this particular spelling comes from the Irish O'Brien, which is B-R-O-I-N, and that basically comes from the man's first name for Raven. So the descendants of the man with the first name Raven uh, proliferated in various parts of Ireland, but especially around County Wicklow, where they became chieftains of the area. Now, quite a few of those O'Burns actually got switched over, changed, mistaken, into the surname Burns, B-U-R-N-S, over the years in triangularization. So, as a result, if you were to search for the surname Burn in Ireland, you should probably also search for the surname Burns, and, in fact, in the West Coast, there's even a different variation again, which is B-E-I-R-N-E, and they were chiefs of the area around Roscommon, Sligo, and so on. And that particular surname uh, got anglicized, as, as I said just there, Bern, B-E-I-R-N-E, and that comes from the Norse uh, first name, Bjorn, which we're kind of all familiar with from Abba, and so on. So you'll find the surname Bern, Burns, O'Burn, etc., from time to time, will actually be anglicized as B-U-R-N-S. So as a result, you'll find lots of burns, O'Burn, burning their way across the island of Ireland, mostly in the north, they would have come from Scotland, and mostly down south, the vast majority would be a version of the original Irish Gaelic surname. So that's it on the surname Burn. Uh, I hope you enjoy that, and I'm sure um, any questions, of course, just head off to the show notes page and feel free to ask them there. Thanks so much, Mike, for telling us about those surnames and the surname Burns, especially. Now, we can't leave a show on Robbie Burns without going and having a look at one of his very famous poems. I loved English in school, and the poetry of Robbie Burns holds a special place in my heart. The following poem brings back carefree school memories when we studied the romantic poets in the era. So I'd like to share the following poem of Robbie Burns with you. It was one of his more famous poems called My Love is Like a Red Red Rose and it captures that local spoken dialect and the poem's words I know they certainly were borrowed by many of us when seeking inspiration and writing to our loved ones. Oh, my love's like a red, red rose that's newly sprung in June. Oh, my love's like the melody that's sweetly played in tune. So fair art thou, my bonny lass, so deep in love am I, and I will love thee still, my dear, till a the seas gang dry, till a the seas gang dry, my dear, and the rocks melt with the sun. I'll love thee still, my dear, while the sands of life shall run. And fare thee well, my only love, and fare thee well a while, and I will come again, my love, though it were 10,000 mile. Isn't that beautiful? Go on. Don't you feel like saying that out loud with your best attempt at a Scottish accent? Well, that brings us to the end of our first episode on Series 2 of the Letter from Ireland show. I do hope you've enjoyed our extra features on today's show, and I look forward to having your company again next week. Till then, we'll finish with a nod to Robbie 
and our friends celebrating Burns Night. So, a toast to all you lassies and laddies for the week that's in it, and your acquaintance will not be forgot. Just before we go, thanks again for listening. And if you have enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we invite you to check out our special membership area called The Green Room. You can find full details of The Green Room at aletterfromireland.com forward slash green room. And remember there, green room is all one word. The Green Room is the essential resource for anyone at any stage in researching their Irish heritage. It's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. You get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The Green Room is the perfect place to be for anyone starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So do come and join us at aletterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Well, that's it for me. And I'll be back next week with another installment of The Letter from Ireland Show. Look forward to chatting with you then. Sláin Karina.